<gasps> wow, where did you get this? <laughs> That's not that. Wow. Which one of you guys did this? This was my journal in high school. <laughs> Seriously, have y'all been reading this? This is my childhood diary. These are my New Year's resolutions from last year. It's my uh, my resolution list from 1992. <laughs> <laughs> I was a weird kid. <laughs> Figure out what global warming is and do something about it. <laughs> Break the world record in juggling. <laughs> Start flossing. Keep an eye on my thinning hair. <laughs> wow. First thing on the list, survive Y2K. Um, invite Gary to church. Nope, didn't happen. It's a little hard to invite a guy you had to fire. Stock up on water and tons of Twinkies. Boy, the struggle was real. Teach Susie to sit, stay, and roll over. Susie's my little sister. Get a George Clooney Caesar haircut to impress the ladies. <laughs> Binge watch Lost. Did it. Found out who was in the hatch. Bit of a letdown. Love my mom more. Be kind to her and stop rolling my eyes. She was the first helicopter mom, probably, in the, in the 80s. Move out of my parents' house. I'm gonna move it to this year's list. Work out, get less pudgy. That's a big fat no. Pun, pun intended. Hey mom, Hi, oh my God, I got you on speakerphone, so. Oh my gosh, hey. no, Martha, your hey. husband's hey. gonna come here. Hey. To Oklahoma for college. I'm so glad. Be as awesome a mommy as my mommy was to me. If only I would know how difficult that would be. She pretty much raised us by herself, so I don't think I, I can be near as good as she was. Keep promise to Grandma to watch Matlock each week, then call her to discuss it. She loved that show. I didn't, I didn't see one episode. I missed every episode. I miss her. Invite Steve to church. He went with me uh, that night. He said he wanted nothing to do with God. Three years later, I get this call. It's like midnight, one in the morning. He calls me and says, Ed, 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 you're never gonna believe this. But I accepted Christ. It's pretty cool. Tell Dahlia how much I really love her. Be a better dad. Quit yelling. Still working on that one. Read the Bible more. I think I read the Bible more. Start taking my faith seriously. I have done this. It's scary, but I'm, yeah, I'm doing this one. Get to know God better. I know one thing. He loves me. Jesus loves me. I'm living proof. Surrender my life to God fully.
spend more time with God. That's been on my resolution list for as long as I can remember. I've, I've been a believer for 40 years and I always want to spend more time with him. It's one of the most important things and it's always one of the hardest things to just get done, you know? Oh, love Jesus more. Te amo, Jesus. Well, good morning and welcome to Belong Church. We're so glad that every one of you are with us. And I'm very well aware that that bumper video was abnormally long. But as I was watching it, there was just no place to edit that. And it was really speaking to me whenever I was setting everything up. And even quite honestly, as I'm watching it again this morning, I was tearing up just thinking about all the different scenarios that there are listed in there. Well, this week, we're going to talk about again that 21 Days of Prayer begins next week. If you can believe it, we're already to August. We've been talking for a while about how the time is just accelerating through, and I just want to give a quick blurb. It's from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. weekdays, so Monday through Friday. You can join us live. You can join us here in the building. It's going to be, you may, if this is your first time doing 21 Days of Prayer, you might like, how in the world can you do prayer for an hour? I would just be, uh, just, I would run out of words in one minute. Well, you're like all the rest of us, and so we've got it well structured down. We've got a, a book that we have for our prayer prayer journal, and we can, it just all follows through there. You'll see it. We got it all structured out. By the time you get here in one hour passage, you'll be like, oh my gosh, it's already seven o'clock. So no need to worry with that. You can also join us online and on our stream at all the places we're doing this. You will see it live and you'll see it up there for 24 hours. So if you miss it at 6 a.m., you can always watch it at any point during the day. And then the next day, the new day will be there. Also, we've been talking about for a little bit that we're entering into a new season of the year. Uh, of course, that's why we do 21 days of prayer twice, once in the beginning of the year for New Year's and then also in August because this is when everyone's done with their summer and their attention's focused to the new school year and just getting more productivity going on and, and just even the industry just like takes a break a little bit during the summer and it starts picking up a lot during August and then September. So as we go into this new season, I really just felt in my spirit that we are supposed to do something even different within what we're doing um, for our messages. And usually for my messages, I just get a download. That's the best way I can describe it. And God will just wake me up and or I'll be driving or I'll be setting and, and I'll just write down all the stuff and then I'll, you know, get, sit down on my computer and just, you know, make it all pretty and nice and flowy. But as I was looking at this, I really felt that we were to do, double tap something we did in the beginning of our church, and that is to actually sit down and um, read a book of the Bible every day as much as possible. Now, we're talking about the one-year Bible, of course, all the time. That's not what we're talking about for this season. So, for example, next August, the August, next week, this week on Thursday is August the 1st. So, we will start by reading Matthew, the book of Matthew, and try your best to read it all the way through. And I, I've got an audio version of it, so I'm going to pop it in and listen to it. Hey, however you get it done is great, but try and get through the entire book, and then the next day do it again. 
Because, see, the Gospels is all about Jesus' walk on the earth. And, and so much of the time, I believe that church has gotten stripped up and messed up because we all end up with all these things that people have said us, and we need to get back to what Jesus actually said. So as we do this, as we're reading, as we're reading this, and the messages for that month are going to be based out of that book. So the stories that you're reading every day and are listening to and, and seeing what Jesus did, where then our messages are going to overlay that on top of each other. Now imagine what happens where we're actually then uh, another layer on top of it. We're doing 21 days of prayer. I, can I just tell you my my faith level is extremely high with expectancy of what the combination of all of these things coming together at the same time. So I really want to invite you to participate with us and do your best. Of course, there's no legalism. We're not going to stand there and try and take role or attendance or anything like that. But do your best because I have the same level of expectations for you of what God is going to do in your life. Well, jumping right into our message, and, and I've already been talking about it really, is that we're in the second half of the year, in the second part of the year where we all have new beginnings. But what if you think back and, and like rewind back to January and your New Year's resolutions? Hopefully, it wasn't just some resolutions, it was New Year's decisions. And if you're taking notes this morning, I want you to, to write in there purpose to go back and review. Because hopefully you're like me that you wrote down some, some resolutions, some decisions you wanted to do different in 2019, and you can go back and listen or look at those things and, and look at it and say, hey, how am I doing? I'm halfway through the year. Hey, do I need to make any adjustments in there? This morning, our message text comes from the book of Philippians. So if you have your Bible with you, you can open up to Philippians chapter 3, starting with verse 10. And we're really going to break down this, this particularly one scripture in verse 10. And it starts off, he says, That I might know him and the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. But it starts off with three big words, that I may. And, and can I just tell you, it, it's like a prayer that's going on here. And, and Paul is writing Philippians, and he's, he's saying, that I may, and can I, can I tell you that's me, and, and I hopefully that's you. And I want you to take that journey with us. That I may, if you see the next screen, it props up, that I may know him. Knowing God is the number one thing. If you will, bow your heads with me, and I just want to pray over the Scripture. Father, I just thank you for the Scripture, the Holy Word of God that you give us to, to show us how to live our lives. Father, I speak a blessing over the reading of your Word, and Lord, as we break into it, Lord, that you will reveal to each one of us where we're at, and it will be your living Word that comes alive inside of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So as we break that down, that I may know him. And that is the paramount of everything. And as you may recall, that is one of our four things as a church. Number one, that you'll know God. Number two, that you will um, find freedom, that you'll discover your purpose and you'll make a difference. Number one is knowing God. But that word know in the Greek, and I'm not going to try and talk the Greek words or pronounce them, but I do know this one. It is gnosko. And it means literally to come to know, recognize, and perceive. This is what Paul's prayer is, that I will come to know, to, to recognize, to perceive God. 
See, many times we, we end up just saying we have this idea, this ideal, this image of God in our mind, but we don't really get to know him. We don't really recognize who he is and what he does, and we certainly don't oftentimes perceive him, particularly in his role in my life. Continuing on in Philippians 3, verse 10, in the power of his resurrection. There's this one scripture, Philippians 3, 10, is so packed. In fact, whenever I was doing my message, it was going to be one of the scriptures. And as I was just unpacking it, it became the whole thing and the light was just shining down on that. But can I tell you, the power of his resurrection. That word power literally means, and this is another one I happen to know, dunamis. And it's, it's a crazy um, example in the Greek, this miraculous power, this lightning strike, this like, wow, power. It also means his might, his strength, but it's miraculous. It's, it's beyond, hey, I'm going to the gym and I'm working out. It's this explosive, miraculous power. Going back to Philippians 3.10, the power of his resurrection and that word resurrection is another Greek word. And, and I don't think I'm going to try this one. But it, it, it's, it's literally meaning to stand up. A resurrection or a rising up that you're, you're rising. You're getting up. And, and Jesus often told people as, we, as we're reading through the Gospels, you're going to see this over and over again. So you try and make a mental note and, and recognize this when it happens. When they were dead and they're like, hey, Jesus, my son is dead, my daughter's dead, this person is dead. Jesus says they're sleeping. And he told them to get up. See, in that analogy, that word is saying, rise up, get up. So going back to um, 310, so I will know him in the power of his resurrection. So this miraculous power of rising up Continuing on. The fellowship of his sufferings. But you see, in Romans 8, it also talks about this from another, another perspective. But if, and, and, that, and, I, and it's one of those things English grammar will teach you, that if there's a therefore in the, in the beginning of a statement, you need to see what it is therefore, because it's referring to something else. And, and this one is opening up with a condition. But if, you could just as easily say, but if not, and then it changes the whole thing into a negative. But this is a positive. But if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead, the Holy Spirit we've been talking about, He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give you life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Let's look at the next screen. We're breaking that out a whole lot more. But if the Spirit, if He dwells in you, so if you have asked God into your life, if you've asked Jesus into your life, and if you haven't, there's an opportunity at the end of this message as there is on every message. If you have done that, then you have this confidence, this knowledge that He dwells inside of you. And if He does, He's dwelling there, He will give you life to your mortal bodies through 
His spirit. See, the spirit of God is, is just tapping in here. He's like, man, I'm a part of you. But the thing that I can't wait for Lenore to talk about is that when we get filled with the spirit, a second occurrence in our lives, we, we get salvation and then we have another occurrence that we're filled with the spirit. We're filled with power. Also that word dunamis, the same thing, by the way. And, and life happens in our, but that power, it changes everything. And here we see in Romans 11, 8, 11, that it's that Spirit of God that is down inside of us is the same one that raised Jesus from the dead. He's also there to raise you, to raise me. Note takers, th this is a good one for your mirror. This is one that's really good for you to write down and put on a three by five and put in your car, maybe not over your speedometer, but maybe over your tachometer or something, you know, something so you can look at it all the time to say, hey, the Spirit of God dwells in me to give me life. So when we talk about John 10, 10 all the time, that the devil's come to do all these bad things, Jesus says, but I've come to give you life to the full. It's the same life to the full. And you know where you get it from? Through the Spirit of God who dwells in you. Going back to Philippians 3, verse 10. That I might know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings. That I may know the fellowship of his sufferings. And we're back to Philippians 3, 10. And I want you to see that as we're breaking this down, the fellowship of his sufferings. Fellowship is literally another Greek word. It only seems to be the only Greek words that I actually know are the ones we're using today, and that was not on purpose. But this one is koinonia, and it means contribution, fellowship, a participation, a sharing in. If we can go back to that previous screen, the fellowship of his sufferings. That we have koinonia, we have fellowship. We have contribution that we're all a part of it. We're participating in. That word suffering means having undergone pain. And certainly it is that we can relate to what Jesus did in paying for our sins so I didn't have to. But can I tell you, this doesn't mean that I'm going to be able to take on the same thing that Jesus took on. But I want you to see a different maybe twist on this this morning. And that is that we are to be a part of a community, of fellowship, of participation, contribution and sharing with people also in Christ who have undergone hardship and pain, that we might partake, we will know him. We'll be a part of that. Continuing on, it goes and says, being conformed to his death. Being conformed. And that word conformed literally means together with or shaped. So imagine the, the image of a potter with, with some clay and, and the potter is there just making all these changes. He's conforming that image of the, the pottery that he's doing on that wheel into the shape that he wants it to. But it literally says to his death. But we can look at that and say, but I don't really understand that. How, how in the world can that be what I'm trying to be conformed to? How can I image, uh, you know, shape myself or be shaped into or be together with 
Jesus dying on the cross, that just sounds really weird and kind of kooky a little bit. What we will see in just a minute is that is a different word for death. But it is actually for us to be a part of one another. Verse 11, continuing on. In order that, in order that. So honestly, I think that, that verse 10 should come after verse 11 because verse 11 is actually like telling us ahead of time what's going on in order that. So all these things that I will know him, that I'll have the power of his resurrection, the fellowship and being conformed, in order that I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. As I already said and alluded to, in verse 10, the word dead means Raising up, we've already looked at that one, to, to stand up, to standing up. But in verse 11 right here, this word dead, it literally means a dead body or a corpse that is standing up. So if I can put this together all in a compilation a little bit for you, that I may know God and get to know God in this incredible way. That it's a personal relationship that I can have the understanding and have fellowship with who he is and the power that it took a miracle to raise him from the dead, to to stand up on his own, to rise up. And then I can be a part and and, and fellowship with other people that are going through the same things that I am, the, the sufferings and the sufferings that Christ went through and that what he did, he went through as a man. So I, he experienced everything like I will experience. And then being conformed to his death and made to conform into this image in order that all that happens so that I can rise again. That I can stand up So when you got struggles going on in your life, you know that you have the power to stand up, not because you can do it on your own, not because you can pull yourself up by your own bootstraps, not because you're a self-made man, but because we understand the power of the Holy Spirit that God sent to be there with us. But can I tell you, it all begins with verse 10. Know God. To knowing God, the, the number one thing of our things. And, and maybe I'll say this again if you haven't heard it before. Or maybe you've heard me say it so many times, a great reminder. It could, knowing God, it starts off with the first time meeting him. Someone introducing you to God and you're like, hey, I don't really understand this whole thing. Same way if I introduce you to somebody, you shake hands. You don't know anything about them. You just met them. But that's the beginning of a relationship. Every deep relationship started with that first time of meeting. The same thing with God. Or it could be a returning back to him that you once walked with him and you once accepted him, but then thought life and different things or this thing hurts you or whatever it could be, and you kind of just went your other way. But then there's that deepening, that ever-increasing side of getting to know God. And that's what's so deep. We have both here in Philippians 3.10. But the, the whole scripture is really pointing more to the deepening, the daily increasing of knowing God. The title of my message today is ABCD. Because it stands for four things that I want us to try as we're wrapping this whole thing up. If you're taking notes, these are great things for you to, to write down for your ABCs. D. 
A, to be all in. And I have a challenge for you in all of this, that we all go all in. I know that I'm asking you to do a whole lot of stuff right now, that school's starting up and we got all of our schedules getting more busy again, and I'm asking you to go to 21 days of prayer. Can I tell you why? Because prayer changes things. And if ever there's a time that we need prayer, we need God involved in our lives, it's when we get super duper busy. Dr. Paul Youngie Cho, years ago, he wrote the book about um, having, spending time with God, and they have uh, one hour prayer every day, every single day, every day, <laughs> 365 days a year. And, and that's one of the big, big things. And, and he says, man, I pray for three to four hours every morning. He goes, but if I have a really busy day, that day I pray six or seven. Because I know I need the Holy Spirit to be involved in what I've got going on. I saw a meme recently, and Dr. Holler actually texted it to me. It's pretty funny. It says, what do you mean I need the Holy Spirit to do this? I need the Holy Spirit to go to Walmart. I mean, just to get out of my house, to get, pull the covers off of my bed, I need the Holy Spirit. So as we enter into prayer and praying every day, so all in, the first point is prayer. Because prayer changes things, and, and decisions require guidance. You need to involve the Holy Spirit. Outcomes and the will of God are completely tied together when you pray. Because if you don't have the outcome you're looking for, and you haven't prayed, then can I suggest you might not have God's will. It could be circumstances that are happening all around you which is why we have 21 days of prayer, that we can take our focus and hone it in and say, hey, this is what we're trying to do. In Romans 8, verse 25, it continues on. We're looking a little bit earlier. But if we have hope for what we do not yet have, so you're coming into 21 days of prayer with something that you don't have yet, and you're saying, God, hey, I'm going to pray about this thing for 21 days. I've got this kid that's walking away from you, or I've got this relationship I'm not sure about, or I've got this job I don't know what to do with this. Whatever that thing is, and you fill in the blank, you come into it with this decision, this purpose saying, hey, those things that I don't yet have, I'm going to wait for it patiently. Verse 26, in the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. We're talking this morning about the Spirit being involved in our lives. He helps us in our weaknesses to go, Holy Spirit, I, I, I'm so weak, I keep making the same mistake. Please help me. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. Verse 27, and he who searches our hearts, God is speaking of, knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Verse 28, and we know that in all things God works together. See, people will just take that verse and quote that verse and just put that verse up on your, script, on your, on your refrigerator, on your mirror. But can I tell you, you need the other verses in front of it. You need to know that the Holy Spirit is interceding and there's prayer that's going on. There's searching of the heart from God's standpoint and the Spirit's interceding. And we know that after all of this, again, connecting to the previous verses, that in all things, God works for those, for the good of those who love him and who've been called according to his purpose. Also, disclaimers. He doesn't do that for everybody. It's those who love him, knowing God, getting to know God, and those who've been called. You know what God's called you to do. Another version of that says, for we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. So continuing on with our all in, 
Worship. Have that personal time of the day to worship. And if you've got our app at the bottom, there's a, a tab you can click, and there's worship music there. So it's right there in the palm of your hand. The one-year Bible. Yes, we're reading through the book of Matthew, but don't stop reading through the one-year Bible. Hey, we're, this is the time we're, we're just like pushing it up a notch. We're, we're shifting into a passing gear because we're not going to just stay right where we're at. We're going to accelerate forward. I'm challenging you. Still do the one-year Bible. And if you have our, again, our app, you just open up our app, and the one-year Bible is there, and it's easy. It's, it automatically knows what today is, and you just read through the different things. In fact, there's a tab you can read all, and you just scroll right through it. Next is the first 15, and we talk about this quite a bit, but this is all in. I'm asking you, maybe you've done one of these things. Maybe you thought about doing one of these things. Maybe you do one or two, but can I ask you to be all in and try? Just give, men, just push the accelerator all the way to the floor. Do all of these things. Spend some time in worship, reading the one-year Bible. The first 15, so when you first wake up in the morning, you spend five minutes worshiping. You spend five minutes reading the Word of God, and you spend five minutes praying. Next one I want to ask you to be all in on is the growth track. We're talking about how we're going to accomplish that, so it's coming. You'll be hearing about that in the coming weeks, but join the growth track. It's just uh, four sessions, and we're actually going to combine a couple of them, so it'll probably only be three sessions. Maybe we'll do two, and we'll just knock out two in one and two in the other. We're not sure exactly how we're going to do it, but put the time and the effort into that because in that, you're going to discover a lot about yourself. You're going to find out what your purpose is. Commit to doing the growth track. Go all in. Lastly, on all in is giving. And we don't talk a whole lot about giving here because I don't want to be one of those guys that's always out there talking about we need your money. God doesn't need your money, and you need to give your money to God. Because when you give back to God what he's already given to you, that's when the blessings just get kept on it and on it and on it. And just as a side note here, People will say, Pastor Kevin, I don't have enough money to pay my bills. If I take this, and I, I've been there myself, and I've been, you've heard me, if you've listened to any of our podcasts, you've heard me talk about the time that it was either our electric bill or paying tithe. And, and as I put it in there, it was, a real, it was a real struggle. And as I put it in there, I watched it all the way down the aisle thinking how I could get it back out. Yet God honored that. And our electricity didn't get shut off. And God provides. Go all in with tithing. Go all in and trust in God in all of these things to pray, to worship, to read the one-year Bible, to do the first 15, to do the growth track, and to begin giving. Maybe if you're already giving, you need to give above that. You need to give offerings. Tithing is 10%. Offerings is what you give above the 10%. Of the A, B, C, and D, B obviously stands for belong. That there's a place for you to belong. And in Hebrews 10, verse 24 through 25, it says, let us think of ways. And I love the way it's put in the NLT. Hey, let's think of ways. How, how can we do this? Let's, let's get together and plan how we can do it to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect meeting together. And I've heard all of my life that this is a, a scripture talking about you got to go to church. But can I suggest to you that as we're looking at this, as I'm reading this, it, it may not necessarily mean going to church. I can see it more specifically being for a small group. And that small group can be you and another person. 
that you set and you think and you plan ways that you can motivate one another. Hey, John is over here. John and I are going to meet. Hey, but I'm going to think of days, ways all week long that I, can, that I can encourage John, that I can motivate John to have a deeper walk with Christ, and that he'll act more in love to those that are around him, that he'll love God more, and he'll love himself more, and he'll love his wife and his children and those around him. And then he'll do good works. And, and, and then the second part of that, again, 25, don't let us neglect it. Like, oh, I can't meet with you this week, John. So, you know, maybe in a few weeks. No, don't let time go by. Really put intentionality, as some people do, it says. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of Jesus' return is drawing near. C of the A, B, C, and the D is for community. And it ties really into belonging. That there's community. So we've, that's the purpose of a church, that we have community, that you can hear messages and you can have somebody take this journey with you. And those of you watching online and the online campus, and get somebody to say, hey, I want you to watch this message with me and let's talk about it during the week. Maybe we're going to watch it on our way home or listen to it on our way home or to work, and then we're going to have a, our lunch time together. We're going to kind of discuss the scriptures. Now, is that because I think I'm that great and you need to hear what I have to say? Absolutely not. God forbid, in fact. But God's word is alive. and It's powerful. D for the ABC and D is decision. Because it all begins with a decision. Please bow your heads with me. That decision starts in the beginning. That we'll know God. That this is all about knowing God. So you have a decision in front of you. Remember we started this off by trying to remember our New Year's resolutions or our New Year's decisions. I encourage you to purpose, to review them, to take inventory of your life to see how you're progressing. All the scriptures this morning have been of one theme, involving God in your life. And it all begins with knowing God. But not just the, yeah, I said that prayer, so now I'm good. No, no, the whole thing of Philippians is that, hey, it's a deeper walk getting to know God. So this morning I'm asking you, where do you find yourself today? Whenever you are receiving this message, whatever now looks like to you, where do you find yourself? Right now, I'm going to give you an opportunity to make that decision. I purposed at the beginning of our church that I was not going to let a message go by that we didn't give the opportunity for people to come to God. Part of going all in is deciding to follow God, to know him. And I'm inviting you this morning to know God. It's not to join this church or any church for that matter, but it is to begin a personal relationship with a God in heaven who loves you. Can I just say that again? There's a God in heaven who loves you. If you're ready, join me in this prayer. Say, God in heaven, I want to know you. Thank you for taking the first step, for sending your son Jesus to pay for my sins so I don't have to. 
I ask you to forgive me for living my life without you. I surrender everything to you. Be the Lord of my life, number one. And the best way I know how, I'm going to live for you with all my heart. Today, I give you my life. Father, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer. Whether it's a beginning, a returning, or a, a renewal of a commitment to get to know you. Because, Lord, I know that many of us are like me, that we may have accepted you years ago, but I end up veering off the path, maybe never walking away from you, but I don't stay committed as much as I need to. This is a great opportunity to get back on that path. And I thank you that you're so good and so generous to receive us. And your grace is more than enough. Amen. Again, I want to remind you that prayer starts this coming Sunday. We'll kick it off. And Sunday service counts as our, our, our time for 21 days of prayer. And we'll be talking about it more next week. It's Monday morning, a week from tomorrow. We will be hitting it at 6 a.m. So go ahead and start planning. And, and do like me. Put it in your calendar. Put a reminder that maybe you need to go to bed an hour early on the night before so you're up ready. Or you need to set your alarm so you're up. And maybe you just want to have the 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 phone in, in, your, um, in your bed, and you're going to listen to it that way. We also have an app for the Apple TV and a Roku TV. I mean, man, anywhere you can find us, anywhere we can be out there on a stream, we've done our best to be out there. I want to remind you also that we're starting this week on Thursday, August the 1st, to read through the book of Matthew daily. I encourage you to take that step, and I know it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost me something, and if you don't get through it all the way, that's all right. But take the initiative, do your best, and try hard to get it done. Now, if you took any of those steps with us this morning, and you prayed that prayer with me, I want to simply ask you to take the next step, and that is to text the word NEXT to 469 289 1114. And that's our text communication line where we're able to communicate with you. Again, if you'll type, if you'll text the word next to 469-289-1114. And we want to hear your testimonies. We want to hear the, what God is doing in your life. We want you to invite somebody to take this journey with you. Even as I talked about in my message, that we're supposed to have this communion, this, this participation in other people's lives, in one another's lives. We don't do life alone. And lastly, I talked about giving, and, and I encourage you and I challenge you to, to start tithing if you haven't started tithing, and if you have been tithing, to give above that in offerings. And maybe you want to take the challenge that I took years ago, and I start tithing what I wanted to make, not what I was making. And you can do that with our church by simply going to givetobelong.com. At the bottom, there's a, the URL is right there. Again, that is givetobelong.com. If you will stand to your feet, Father, I just thank you for this message that you dropped in my heart. Lord, I'm so excited about what these next four months hold for us. God, and as we start walking into 21 days of prayer, I have high expectations. Lord, as we start reading through the Gospels every day, starting with Matthew and August, God, that we will learn a really reset of who you are and what you did and, and what's the real Gospel that you have.
And the Lord is our messages are all geared around that, that God, we've got just three ways that we're just wrapping it all up in the month of August, Lord. And your word says a three-cord rope is not easily broken, God, that we're going to press that accelerator down and we're really going to step it up through this next season of life. Father, I, give a, I speak a blessing over everyone who's given to us this week. And Lord, for those people who are taking that first-time initiative to tithe, Lord, and even as they're scared and they're contemplating and they're worrying and they're worried about it, God, that your peace will be there to let them understand that this is you. This isn't Pastor Kevin, for sure. But this is you. And this is the only scripture you said, test me, try me, see if I won't. And you always do. Father, I speak a blessing over your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. <music>